Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 3. We'll just jump right in. It's about changing our mind. And verse 2 says, Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things. Real simplistic, simple verse in God's Word, written to the people of Colossae to tell them, your minds have wandered, your minds are somewhere else. Your minds are deluded, your minds are polluted, your minds are not transformed. But could I urge you to set your minds on things above? See, when you and I talk about changing our mindset, we have to think, what's controlling my thought life? What are the things that I obsess and fixate over? Maybe you struggle this morning with ungodly thoughts, and that's very common for Christians and not Christians. But I just want you to think, to have the mind of Christ means that I agree with God about what he says about me and what he says in his word. We begin to share the values of God his love letter to us. We begin to believe it. We begin to have his mind. We begin to ask God, God, help me to guard my mind from the influences of this world. I mean, it's just like, Lord, help me to be careful or guard about that which I watch, that which I listen to. I mean, our mind is so incredibly powerful. Romans says we're transformed, we're taken to a new place by the renewing of our mind. Becoming alert, preparing our minds for action and for self-control. So in this series, we're talking about, is change possible? Talking about breaking loose from insecurity and changing our mindset about that. And today's just changing our mind. God, I want to have the thoughts that you have. There's, there's a quote that's going to come up on the screen. I don't remember who ever said this. I'd love to give them credit. I've heard it for almost four decades. But sow a thought, reap an action. Sow an action, reap a habit. Sow a habit and reap a destiny. You might want to write that in your notes today. Man, when I begin to sow a habit, a godly habit, I get a destiny. Now, you can sow a poor habit. <laughs> you can, a worldly habit. And you'll get a destiny. It's just not the one you want. You're saying, but it is. Well, you won't want to stay there forever. You just think that you've been... Uh, attacked by the enemy and he's let you visualize that and you think that's good you actually conceive sin or i do we all do we burst sin in our hearts in our minds by the existence of vain imaginations by thoughts fantasies ungodly thoughts it, it, it all that's where sin really comes it comes in our mind and we begin to uh fixate on those things and those things are are horrible for us they they hurt us and yet when we begin to walk with god and we plant the Word of God in our hearts, then a new desire is produced and released. But it's not until we begin to get God's Word in us. I think we might have a desire to have new desires, but I think how we really get it is the Word. We'll talk about that in several ways today, about casting down these vain imaginations. Listen, write down 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 4 and 5. This is a great passage. Maybe you've read it from the Apostle Paul but it says, for the weapons are, of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty. They're mighty through God. They're mighty in him to the pulling down of strongholds. How many of you want to pull down strongholds in your life? 
I mean, you should if you're a Christ follower. Casting down imaginations, those things that I'm thinking about. And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And then, and only then, do I bring in the captivity every thought. The Bible doesn't say, now bring some thoughts. It says, now bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Isn't that a great, is that a great verse, church? Man, that, that right there, if we could just meditate and chew on that one and, and regurgitate it and chew on it again, be like, God, man, that's what I need today. Lord, I, I've got these thoughts and I'm not having much life in me. And Lord, I need your favor in my life. I need to have you to increase in 2015. We sang about, I need more of you. Well, this would be one way that we'd begin to take our thoughts captive to Christ and we'd become obedient to him, making decisions from this day forward based on the word of God based on God's information, on God's voice, on God's spirit. So here it is. I wrote across the top, change your mind, and then I go, how can the word of God change my mind? Just a couple, three ways here and some other things that I think might help you. I know it's helping me to think about how can I change my mind. In Hebrews, the fourth chapter, the 12th verse, write down Hebrews 4.12. This verse says in God's word, for God's word is living and it's active. It's sharper than any double-edged sword. And it penetrates even to the dividing of soul and spirit, joints and marrow. It judges the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart. But God's word is what? It's powerful. How many believe this morning that God's word is very powerful? It is so powerful. I mean, it's got the power unto salvation. It's got the power to save us. It's got the power to change us. Timothy just says in 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 that all Scripture is God-breathed, useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in all manners of righteousness. So I know from God's Word that God says, my Word is powerful here, every part of it. So write down the first point. We tap into the dynamite, the dynamis. We tap into the power of God's Word. It might be this morning you're going... Pastor, I don't know why I struggle so much. This could possibly be a reason. You're not tapping into the current of God's word. I mean, have you, have you, ever, have you ever had a plug into something and you had weak power? Like up on the lake, Martin, a lot of times people, they burn out appliances because the, the current is not consistent. It's horrible on appliances when there's not steady current. And I'm, just, I'm, I'm thinking sometimes if we don't plug in consistent, consistently with God's word, there's all these uh, power surges. Okay, here it is. I, I was in my study yesterday and last night. I, I, I love to study at home. And I have, we have this heater. I call it a satellite dish. H have you ever seen those? Anybody ever seen those? They, they had them at Costco. I saw them a couple years ago, and I walked by it and about melted me. I went, that's a heater. And Don and I had been looking for these little heaters and spaces we're in just to, you know, kind of save some utilities. <laughs> at least we think it does. And it does. And we put an area and we're in. And, and, and we're experts on heaters. So if y'all want to know anything about heaters, come see me and Donna. We can tell you 10 heaters not to buy. I didn't exaggerate. Okay. But we finally found a couple that work. But we have this satellite dish. <laughs> and let me tell you, the puppy can put out some heat. I mean, it, it's, it's amazing. It, it just makes me give glory to God, especially when you're cold. But that thing must draw some power. Because I'm in my study yesterday, and I'm watching the lights kind of go, whoop, 
ooh, ooh. And, and it's really weird. I mean, I, I know I'm getting older, okay? But my eyes are like, whoa, wait. And then, whoa. You know, because this thing's drawing power. All I'm trying to get you to think this morning is, how are you drawing power from God's Word? Are you tapping into the power of the Word this morning? This active Word for transformation that is powerful, that it's, you're overcoming. It's like the difference that a strong cup of tea results from the tea leaves is immersion in the water longer. The longer you leave it in the water, the stronger the tea is. And some of you are like, oh, I love it, Pastor. I love strong tea. Well, glory to God, enjoy. I don't, but maybe you are. That, that's awesome. So here's the principle I want you to look at. The more immersion that I have in God's Word, the more time that I spend in His Word, in His presence, that I have my face in His Word, that I'm not in a hurry to run off, that I let Him speak to me, that I'm saturated, the stronger I and you can become. How many believe that today? But if you're into quickie devotions, one minute with God will keep the devil away. It will not. Five minutes with God will keep the devil away. I don't think so. I find I have to be in continual communication because being on God's team, I find that the devil's always opposing about half the stuff I do anyway. Do I have a witness? So like a little quick time with God, that's not sufficient. So God, look at the second point. Allowing the word now, it's powerful. Allow the word to penetrate. You see, it's one thing to spend time in God's Word. I've been trying to convince people of that for 33 years as a pastor. I believe it's the joy of our soul, God's Word. But allow it to get in. Because you can read it, and it doesn't read you, or you don't allow it to read you, and you just move on about what you're doing, and there's no transformation, there's no change. But we change our mind by spending more time in the Word, and like God, it's not a single-edged sword, it's a double-edged sword. It cuts coming, and it cuts going but it's double-edged. So I'm, I'm just praying, God, help us to get to the core of this. Most people, Mark Twain, I like what he says. He says, most people are bothered by the Scripture passages which they can't understand. But for me, the passages in Scripture which trouble me most are the ones I do understand. See, this morning, I have faithfully taught God's Word to you for 19 years. And as long as God calls me to do that, I will continue. And we have a lot of God's Word. That's not the problem in our church. Our problem is we're not activating, we're not allowing the Word to penetrate to make us different for change. Church, we have got to get up off our bottoms and rise up and advance the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. He is God. I just want to gather Sing my favorite song, Beulah Land. It ain't going to happen on this stage, okay? I'll say that. We'll probably do it next weekend. I, I actually like Southern gospel. My wife doesn't, but I do. But we started a contemporary church, and we love that. But I'm just saying, God, it's not about my favorite song or my favorite text. It's about God transforming people, moving in our hearts, and we come collectively to get encouraged that we might break out and unleash the church of the living God. And I'm praying this morning we had a defining moment in the heavens. Did you feel it? Did you sense it, church, or was I just on a cloud by myself? Huh? That's church. You're like... No, pastor, I want four points and a poem. Then you're going to have to go somewhere else. I want God. 
Only God's going to do. I may got so off script, but I'll tell you what, I'm so passionate about God this morning and about his word penetrating me and penetrating you. I don't, I look at Jessica in the bed the other day, and somebody sent me some pictures early this morning. And we had an event a couple of years ago with our children. And I think she was with Melissa Kent, and they were teaching the word of God to children. And we had stations they would run through. She's an, she was an edu, she's an educator. And just the passion she had to get God's word out to each little group that came through. Because the word had penetrated her one day, and she wanted it to penetrate the hearts of her kids. And as her pastor went in, she was sleeping because she had a horrific headache, and they had her knocked out. And you know what I did? I read Jeremiah over. Because Jeremiah's the weeping prophet. And then I had prayer. And that's just the way it is. I'd write this down. This, this is good. The Word of God is a change agent. If you want change, you got to get in the Word of God. I can't say it any other way. A consistent diet of the Bible cleanses my mind, cleanses my attitude, and gives me new desires. I can't manufacture change. But the Holy Spirit can if you spend time with Him. God, move on this place. Like, here we go. I think everybody's going to understand my next illustration. You can't get dirty clothes clean by putting them in the laundry basket. Would you agree? I mean, some of you have tried. You've told me. People come in like, man, I ain't got nothing to wear. Like, you know, I got five weeks of laundry. And like, yeah, well, you look like it too. Okay. But you got to go over there and you got to fill the washing machine with some water and with some soap. And, you, and, you, and there's this thing called an agitator. And the agitator's got to start working and it cleans your clothes. And the clothes get clean. And I think the Word of God is an agitator. And we got to get in the Word of God and we got to let God's Word agitate and scrub us a little bit. Is that good? Some of you are like, I don't even like laundry. I sure don't like that example. Well, I just want to be practical, okay? Look at the third one. Submitting my thoughts to his protection. Oh, that's a great one. Martin Luther said, you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can keep it from building a nest in your hair. That's pretty, that's pretty deep. Just think about that for a minute. But Lord, help us to submit our thoughts to your protection. Because you want to encamp around us. You want to be a shield to us. You want to be a shield to our mind. I don't have to dwell on those wrong thoughts. I've only been convinced that I have to, but I don't have to. I don't have to linger there. Proverbs chapter 30, verses 5 and 6. Write it down this morning. It says, every word of God is flawless. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. I like that God's a shield. And when I find my resting place and my refuge in him, he's a shield to me. And he's a shield to you, and he will protect you from the attacks of the enemy. He'll protect you from this world. Rick Warren gave a couple points. I want to give credit. I, I, as I was studying all this, I've studied and studied about the mind, about the mind. God, change my mind, change their mind, transform our minds. And I like what he says. Number one, I must feed my mind with truth. So the, so the first one is feed. Feed your mind with the truth of God's word. I've been trying to say that several ways today. Maybe it's starting to filter through. In Matthew 4, 4, people need more than bread for life. They must feed on every word of God. And the church said, that's where. So I declare war. I go on the offensive. The only offensive piece 
of equipment we have is the word of the living God. I love your word. I take up your word. It is my offensive weapon. I am mighty. I cast down strongholds and vain imaginations with your word. Secondly, I must free, so feed, now I must free my mind from destructive thoughts. You know what the destructive thoughts are that, try, that are trying to build themselves in your life. They're, 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 they're building a home there. They're, they're, they're building up power. They're being, and, and Romans says in 8.5, those who are dominated by their sinful nature think about sinful things. But those who are controlled by the Holy Spirit about the things that please the Spirit. So I've been praying this prayer lately. God, dominate me. Control me more. I want you more. I want more of the Holy Spirit. I got enough evil. You got enough evil in you. Just turn to the person next to you and say, you got enough evil in you. Just turn and tell them. See, some of you are like, man, I've been wanting to say that for six months. Thank you. I, I, you're having too much fun with that, okay? <laughs> the third one, I must focus. Now I got to focus my mind. I got to focus my mind on the right things. I got to keep my mind on Christ. I got to focus. I got, I got to run after him. I love that. Matter of fact, as I was studying, I, I ran across Luke 11, 24 through 26. And, and I was thinking about how powerful this is. There, Luke eleven twenty four 24 through 26, there is the principle of replacement. Write that in your notes today. The principle of replacement. See, we need to replace some things. See, we just think, well, if I just think a new thought, if I just obsess over that enough, then, then I'll get free, and that's not necessarily true. You, you, need, you need to replace something. Like, I would set it up this way. I want, you to, I want you all to visualize and think about the letter, the number eight. Everybody think about number eight right now. Close your eyes. All right, boys and girls. No, all right, think about number eight. Do you see eight? Write it a few times right now. Just kind of write it. All right, now open your eyes. Okay, so we're talking about feeding our mind with the Word of God. We're thinking about, God, I need to replace. And how many of you are still thinking about number eight? Yeah, it's just there, isn't it? And you don't want to think about it. And you see, the more you say, I'm not going to think about it, the more you think about it. It's just weird the way that does it. Unless you replace it and you go on and you fill your mind with another thought. And you begin to fill your mind with Scripture, and you begin to let God transform you. So in Luke, listen to this. When an evil spirit leaves a person, it goes into the desert searching for rest. But when it finds none, it says, I will return to the person I came from. So it returns and finds that the former home is all swept and in order. And then the spirit finds seven other spirits more evil than itself, and they will all enter the person and live there. So that person is worse off than before. You see, we can't just simply renounce evil and overcome sinful habits cannot just be broken without replacing something so what i'm submitting today is god's word is is got to be the replacement for my life and yours if i'm having evil thoughts and i'm thinking oh i i can't think about coveting that all the time i, I can't think about being greedy oh oh god help me not be greedy and all i talk about is greed 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 but if i begin to get god's word and i begin to read in god's word and i begin to dig in it and i begin to meditate on it and i begin to replace thoughts with the word you see what happens that becomes my primary that becomes my focus i become victorious it's a wonderful thing. So God, begin to do that force in this room. Begin to diffuse the power of sin. Romans 12, 2, 
from the message, listen to how Eugene Peterson says. Don't become so well-adjusted to your culture that you, let, that you fit it into whatever you're thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed then from the inside out. It's real simple, but yet it's difficult and complex. The Bible says we're fearfully and wonderfully made and we're complex, as we read earlier. But God, if I fix my mind on you, I get to overcome. I get to be victorious. So then I get to the very last verse across the bottom of your worship, God. I love this verse. Philippians 4.8. I want you to read it with me. Can you do that with me this morning? Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Circle think in your notes today. Think about those things, those eight characteristics. Let that define your thinking and mine. God, I want to think about what you have for me. Lord, I've been taught with regard to the former way of life to put off my old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful, sinful desires. But now... I want to put off falsehood, as Ephesians 4 talks about. Now I want to put on Christ. And I want to replace my old way of thinking with God's Word. Renewing my mind, it, it, it's a process. It just doesn't happen. The more you fill your mind with this truth, the more it will help you cleanse your mind and mind of inappropriate thoughts. Does, has anybody had an inappropriate thought this morning? What? I don't think you heard me. Has anybody had an inappropriate thought this morning? Yeah. See? So God's like, hey, but I've got something new for you. I want to give you my mind, my word. I want you to move on. So the human mind, it's, gonna, it's, gotta, it's gotta fix on something. And our actions are a direct result of the way you and I think. So this morning, in a simple kind of way, I'm just saying, God, help us to have the mind of Christ. I, I would say this, write in your notes besides Philippians, get a Philippians 4:8 filter. I've been thinking about how important filters are in air conditioning and, and heating. You change it up for your heating systems, and you have a, an oil filter for your car, how important that is to change the oil so the engine lasts. And I was thinking, we need a filter. I need a mind filter. And the best mind filter I can come up with is God's Word, and the, the address is Philippians 4.8. So God, give us a filter of your Word. Help us to run things through that grid today. And we battle evil thoughts. I think we overcome as we focus our mind on Him. And it points to the absolute need for God. We, we guard the entrance to our mind, to our ears, to our eyes. That's a, that's a whole series in itself, guarding ourselves. But we guard our heart that we won't sin against Him. You remember the term we learned when computers were first coming out? G-I-G-O. What does it mean? Garbage in, garbage out. We take all this stuff of the world in our lives. It all comes back out some way. We express it. But when we take in the pure, holy, unadulterated word of the living God that is active and alive and sharper than any double-edged sword, it begins to produce a fragrance and life in the spirit that Christ is glorified. Is that where you want to go, church? Focusing on Jesus. 
My wife gave me this little thing she found. I liked it. The word think. Write it down. Think. T-H-I-N-K. The T stands for, and it's based on Philippians 4.8. The T is, is it true? We need to think about it. Is that true? I don't need to meditate and fix myself on a lie, but is it true? The H, is it helpful? Is that helpful for me? Is that helpful in my life? I, is it inspiring? Will it inspire me to be more devoted to Christ and allegiant to Him? N, is it necessary? Do I really need to do this? Maybe not. K, is it kind? Is it the kind thing to do? Will it bring honor to my Savior? Think. Philippians 4.8. So as I was studying God's Word this week, I've been running across all these passages about the shield and the Word of God is flawless. And it transforms my mind. And it helps me have the thoughts of the kingdom. So I'm sharing that with you. God, help us to overcome. Let's pray together. Lord, we are grateful for this experience of sitting under the Word. And I pray that the Word would rush in like a mighty ocean, that it would flood our soul. And God, would you begin to change our minds this morning? God, maybe there's things we've been watching on the Internet, on television, at the movies that are polluting, that are sinful, that are hurting us. God, help us to be quick to repent right now. God, maybe it's just that we've just been lazy and we've not been reading and studying your word and we need a new intake of your word. Give us desire this morning, Holy Spirit. God, I heard those people singing about, I want more of you, I want more of you, and I wanted them to sing that, but it's not me. God, birth that today in people that hear. Come, Holy Spirit. Bring a wave, a crashing wave over this place that'll melt us in your presence. For you are God, and we are not. And we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Blessed be the name of Jesus Christ, who died, was buried, raised, and lives forevermore, and will come again.